Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. Today, we will be talking about a practice that is looking for nature for inspiration to solve problems. So let's get it. Mango, hello, mango, hello. mango. What is going on? Oh, we're nearing Christmas. Before we begin, we would like to just uh, tell our audience that have a happy holiday. And that we will not be podcasting. Until next year. Yep. In case, welcome back. This will be the, the last podcast for 2020. How crazy is that? It's crazy how long we've been doing at this point. Hopefully next year is much better with the Corona's problem solved and all that stuff, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. And hopefully y'all are staying safe, staying warm. It did snow here in Virginia, in Northern Virginia yesterday. It was kind of like a surprise. Anyways, um, so we're talking about about biomimicry today. What is biomimicry, Mango? Biomimicry is when nature has this really great solution for a problem that we face in the real world. Um, oftentimes, designers nowadays will, will turn to nature for solutions to very complicated problems that um, might have complex engineering solutions that were just evolved through, I mean, evolution <laughs> in nature. And so... You know, the world has been around for millions of years, hundreds of millions of years. And that's a lot of time for research and development. Yeah. Um, and little by little, uh, the, the things that didn't work die out. The things that work keep going. And as we've seen in life, there's a lot of really complicated processes that happen to overcome issues uh, over millions of years i know and who else is the better designer that has tested it all but nature through evolution the ultimate design evolution is literally an iterative design process if you think about it oh that 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 part doesn't work okay let's remove that part well at least through through the generations right right throughout the generations you just don't see it like the next day it, it changes right yeah so like um the biology of like a species change throughout time through many generations to adapt within its surroundings and there's no other like better like you know inspiration or like key points where you could just like find you know like it's been tested through by by nature itself so why not use it to our own advantage you all all you got to do is modify it and give it like a human engineering twist design and engineering you know exactly even as we destroy the world (laughs) with our garbage (laughs) and climate warming um and you know nature will continue to help provide um one one that is probably the the most important um, you know effect of nature is how the trees will remove carbon monoxide from the atmosphere. And so, if you look at carbon maps across the planet, you can see in the winter time when all of the trees are gone, the atmosphere turns very red and um, filled with carbon monoxide. And then, as the uh, trees grow leaves again and start swallowing up all of that carbon monoxide, you see a massive shift 
and removal of all of that carbon monoxide hmm. that that is generated. You know what's one of the most popular like biomimicry that is out there? What would that be? It would be the bullet trains in Japan. Yeah, yeah. How about you talk about that for listeners so, who haven't heard about it? Yeah, like they're trying. You know how a lot of like the trains back in the day were kind of like square shape. Right, right. Back in the seventies or sixties, yeah. Yeah. So it, that doesn't provide much aerodynamic, uh, in in a sense, because you know it's there. There's like uh, the drag, right? Right. <laughs> so what they did was like um, they this the this designer, the Japanese designer, I forgot his name, but he saw like a kingfisher, which is like a type of bird, um, mm-hmm. dove down and grab like a a fish to you know eat and you know the way they did it was um they collapsed their wings and straight dove to the um the water you know how fish moves right Mm -hmm. like you could you could be like standing there and it doesn't matter how big the fish is it's hard to catch those fish so essentially what the uh, bird does is like it removes all these like drag away so it's almost like an atom bomb like just dropping from the air to get the food and what the japanese designer did was like model the the their bullet train the well when it was constructed it was like the fastest in the world back in the day Mm -hmm. um like a king's fisher's beak along with its shape as it doves down you know Mm -hmm. and it's funny because if you think about it the Prius does look like a bullet train also. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like um, like it has literally no drag at all. Like 50 mile, 55 miles per gallon back in the day. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like this is barring that you're using the right fuel and you're driving at the, you know, like you're not like flooring it and all that. Like you're driving it in a more sensible manner within a highway you know mm-hmm. 55 miles per gallon which is still crazy even if you right. drop down to like 40 that's still that's still crazy to today's standard you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah did you know did you know that it wasn't actually for saving money on gas or because the, i believe those trains are actually run on electric wires mm. those are wire trains that were that were built in in japan um they were actually, it was actually made for sound deadening. That was the reason for the bullet ah, design. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was more like uh, when I first like um, saw it, I was like, you know, I thought it was more like everybody's on a rush in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they want, I mean, <laughs> they need, they need, you know, they work fast. a lot. They work a lot. So it's like, okay, let's go there. Let's get here. Like, but, but now it makes sense because tunnels do create like uh, a sound, like when, as you like go in. So if, if if you're going into the tunnel, you're like hearing this, like, you know, like, I don't know if you've been, you've mm-hmm. used like, um, um, the trains here. In, I've been on a train. Yeah. Not, not, not the Metro. Okay. I'm talking about like the train train that goes from Virginia to like Pittsburgh or something like that. I haven't used that one, but I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Amtrak, the Amtrak, that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So mm-hmm. when, whenever you go to, um, like a tunnel, it does create all, almost like a, a sound that uh, kind of like you know like it's very mm-hmm. visceral in a way like I, I, it's hard to explain but the, the the way that they did think of it that if it goes through kind of like a knife with 
in a like a go or or maybe like a sword trying to sheath in mm-hmm. to its like you know um you know like uh it, it would kind of like fit and it, it it's more slow right rather than because right, it, it cuts the air it, yeah it cuts the air rather than like you know like a hand slapping on the water it's literally that's that's how it, it feels right right because the reason for all that noise i've learned uh that so when you have a very flat straight flat down design for these these train carts um what actually ends up happening is all of that air in that tunnel gets pushed out with the train because it's the same it's the same shape as the mm-hmm. tunnel yeah. And so what happens is all this air is, is built up right at the front of the tunnel. And so right when it comes out, it makes a giant boom. You it know what's crazy, right? Noise. Air is actually an element. It's it's so it's so like um, you know, like the air I I mean, if, if you think about it, the moon doesn't have any like air mm-hmm. at all. That's why you could see the space if you're standing in the moon because there's no clouds. Our our air is so much more dense. We just don't notice it because we don't see it, and we're just used to the the feeling. But air literally is like an element that has a lot that gives a lot of drag. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a physical thing. It's not just like you know, like some ephemeral like you know, like thing that's it's just not like it's not like a spirit or something like that. Yeah, it's right? not a concept. It's not abstract. It's actually like a real physical thing that's happening in front of you. How do yeah. you design air? We don't well, design Apple air. Apple figured it AirPods? out. <laughs> Apple did. <laughs> With their AirPods Max. The AirPods Max. <laughs> uh, 550 yeah. man. It's still a debate up to I heard this it's getting day. a lot of traction yep. though. Like complex Nobody likes nobody likes the person. No, nobody no. likes it. Even even like the top YouTube reviewers are just like yeah, I think Complex is, reviewed it. Like nah. But yeah. come on, Complex. <laughs> I would not I would, that's the last place I would trust number one like electronics. All they sell is hype. So they're just trying to like Apple probably paid them to like review. <laughs> that's a shit. good company to pay. Money under the rug. I mean, they're both good company, you know, but yeah. uh, uh, but at the end of the day, like complex is there to like who whose complex is like ideal audience. You have to think about it also. Also, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's digress back to biomimicry and you know like what, how can it help? You know. So Tim, what is your experiences with biomimicry? Um, sneakers. A lot of sneakers designs yeah. are mm. you know, Tinker Hatfield comes to mind. Um. He did the Jordan Jordan thirteen after a um, he designed it from a Panthers paw because Michael Jordan just felt like it. Like he felt like he was like he did say he is right, a black cat right. in, in one of the interview. <laughs> so he had like a lot of versions of the black cats, but that's just like you know like you know the color or what, colorway or whatever. But if you see the Jordan thirteen, it's actually it actually looks like it's like a claw. And it mimics that of a panther really. Like, I didn't understand it at first. I thought it was hideous. <laughs> I only liked it because of, you know, uh, that one movie with Denzel. Uh, I forgot Ray Allen was in it. But, um, yeah, I just fell in love with that shoe. And I was like, oh, it is a panther spell when I, when I read into the bio for that. Uh, how Tinker Hatfield went to designing that shoe. Because prior to that, he was like, 
mimicking like architecture because he's an architecture designer major you know when you started out but like before it was like a warhawk playing something else but there were more like you know like structures of something you know never really like a like a like a living thing so when he's when i saw jordan 13 so it's like oh yeah that is biometric right there biomimicry but yeah 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 speaking of hype like you know what another like crazy like biomimicry like how you know like the hype and luxury industry are trying to copy it well not really for the sake of like the good of of nature or whatever but they're, they're they are copying more for like the lux um area right so lexus created structural blue which is blue does not really exist in in the world the color blue quote unquote doesn't exist when i say that i say that in two air quotes so what lexus did was literally copied um well not copied took inspiration from butterflies like the blue morphos um to create their structural blue like uh, that you see in the lc 500 like model which is crazy you know and that that's how you create hype you kind of like create a story behind it how nature inspired you to like you know create this color that is that is beautiful it is a beautiful i mean i'm a sucker for color blue though that's the thing but if they didn't put the storyline or like the description behind it, oh, it'll be the same as blue as any other blue out there, like an electric blue. That's that's what I think. I mean, it's it ha- it is it is very distinct um, blue. But this is the time where every single like car, also like two three years back, what was like, in, you know how like racing cars were like all red at one point, and not then they they switched to like blue. So I think your insurance. Is still pretty high if you have a red car, right? No, not, not anymore. Not. It's, it's, it's Remember, default. like you, that was like oh, the was biggest thing with like, oh, you have a red car? What? I think it's because a lot of kids own a sports car that's red. That's the only thing that that's why, like in the survey, it's high. But if you own like a sports car, that period, like even if it's not red, if it's a Corvette or. Or maybe like one of those AMG bands is, well, you're going to be paying like insurance. It doesn't matter what color it is. But back to the blue thing. Uh... You know, there's actually other examples of biomimicry beyond just mimic, like mimicking different colors for plants and animals. You know, there's a um, windmill that was actually designed with the the uh, sails of the windmill or whatever you would call them, the wings were actually designed to look like a humpback whale's fins because the way that the humpback whale's fins um, are built in water, it allows them to cut through the water and allows them to push that water way more without um, needing as much energy to press through. So the, uh, the energy savings, I guess you would say, of having that uh, design for the windmill was a, I guess it saved money for the company. And I think that's just very interesting, you know, how how nature finds these weird kind of, I mean, it's almost like looking at at someone else's homework. It's it's like finding a shortcut. To it's a not really a shortcut. You still have to like, you know, kind of test it out if it mm-hmm. actually works, right? 
right. still money involved in the R&D department, but it cuts the cost down on research and time. Like, because you're already taking an inspiration from something that's been kind of quote unquote tested by nature, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. So how do you think like, you know, how do you think biomimicry is going to inspire human innovation in the, like the next couple of years? Like we're looking into space now, right? Like mm-hmm. space doesn't have anything but a bunch of rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So there's how no, do you think no, we could adapt um, that? Like maybe you, you think we could just like take something here and bring it to space? You oh know, yeah, definitely. Like the temperature. So the temperature is like the biggest thing in you know on Mars and stuff like that, other planets. I thought you were going to say maybe we should uh, create like plant cells so we don't have to breathe oxygen and we that's breathe a our movie. Own, that's a movie, sir. <laughs> movie. <laughs> but there there are some animals that that can survive. In right. Space. So it's all well. Space is, I'll like only say bears. when you land on the planet first. <laughs> I don't know about space itself. <laughs> I think you're pretty much like fucked if you don't have like an astronaut suit or something. <laughs> you're going to explode like, uh, what is it like? Total recall? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can study like, like you said, animals in like really hot temperature, like Death Valley, like how did it do it? Like all that stuff. If it's like something extreme or like you go to like the North Pole or something. But like, how do you like th- these are different kinds of levels of designs, right? Of biomimicry, right? Yeah. Speaking of that, there is an anime called Terraformers. That sounds familiar. What is <laughs> so, it yeah, it's not Transformer. It's essentially like oh, humans. God. They got in- spliced with Bugs. like um, animal genes or just to cope with like outer space oh, like um you know like outer space like extre- extremities like super hot super cold or or something along this lies poisonous type of like planet you know mm-hmm. like venus is a poisonous planet so uh, the concept is like humans have moved to mars or something are trying to go to outer space and you know like they got like a set of like people that is spliced stuff and at one point they messed up the splicing and they used like a cockroach and well you know they say right cockroaches are like the most resilient like they'll survive anywhere that was a weird anime even a nook yeah it was uh, spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) yeah so you know what i mean like um so i don't know if you've seen one punch man these cockroaches were like one punch they couldn't kill them they were so strong or something like that (laughs) yeah exactly it was pretty crazy uh humans let's not go into that craziness with the biomimicry design okay <laughs> to bring up another example well i i want to actually want to say something about that so in response for tim i think that like you know understanding creatures like tardigrades which are these very tiny little creatures that live in in like moss so um and they can actually survive the cold vacuum of space if, if they're in water. They can actually live through it. And um, I think that's insane. That's that's crazy. That, like, so any what kind do of you propose on that space. kind of stuff? Like, are you going to like inject a tardigrade's like DNA to a human? A human tardigrade? Well, it's like, it's like trying to understand the engineering behind why a tardigrade can uh-huh. survive that. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's gotta be processes that are going on there. That so I, I are mean, the reason have you why. seen that, uh, sh- um, 
YouTube uh, show. Well, everybody knows um, Kurzegard, right? Kurzgesagt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for it. <laughs> yeah, I could never like pronounce wh- what it is. But that it's like the motion um, anim- uh, animation like in YouTube, which is popular. And they had like this segment, like the smaller you are, like, um, you know, the lower power you need to exist, the lower the amount of like energy you need to consume. Right. And the bigger you are, like an elephant, the more energy you need, the more energy you need more energy you need to consume because you use so much more energy and because yeah your surface volume is like is like a thousand times larger and your organs are bigger twice yeah and they were like saying like how how if you fall like how why smaller like an ant could fall like a thousand times their like size like from height rate height and area of falling right like they can fall from from my, my house right now from the the second story to survive, the yeah. ground and they'll survive but if a human like falls down like when i say survive they're not even probably gonna like have their their legs cut off or anything but if it's a human there's a chance that they either like you know like critically injured from falling mm-hmm. from a second story building right because there, like, there's more gravity. weight <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean but but but, but that, that's the thing. The gravity, smaller you are, the, the, the less the gravity, like, is against you. So a tardigrade is a microscopic, like, um, organism is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's how it could survive a bit more extreme environment. So, like, form or function, like, something physical, it's, it has to be, like, at the organis- or, organism level, right? Yeah. Like, that's mm-hmm. something you can see, something you can touch, like, like you said, right? But I'm trying to go back to right. that blue thing. Is that like on another level? I know, but I there's like know. a behavior <laughs> level and there's an ecosystem level. There's three levels to it, right? I, I, I think it's more like, um, I think it's more like people are saying, oh, it's always been blue. But there are people saying like, you know, we're talking about the Lexus blue, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we're people saying like, oh, yeah, the blue changes. But to me, I feel like it's more like they... <laughs> It's the lighting that hits. It's the, the different hues. The they hued yeah. it up. Remember that at one time there was this like, um, what was this? Like what what you hear? Like was it Larry and, or something else? And somebody else like was hearing something and it became like this big news um, thing. Like local news were like covering it. Like they, so- something was talking. I think it was a cat and... Everybody was like, oh, it's saying Larry or something like that. But another team was like saying, oh, it's saying something else. What? I don't know. Oh, it's a video. It's a, it's a thing. Okay. You know, yeah. a lot of blues in nature are actually not chemical. They're actually like uh, crystal, crystalline forms. So like the way that they're str- the way that, that they showcase their color is actually based on the way that they're molecules are like structured but it's not like a chemical reaction happening it's actually like just the structuring of the molecules um make that color which is like crazy right so when i think of blue something blue in the nature would be like sapphire right it's pretty it's shiny it's blue right i think like the early man like oh that has that's how they you know convey oh if they see something blue they're like thinking of sapphire you know now we're thinking of lexus blue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we think about blue but back in the day they had to uh grind like 
stones just to get the color of blue. That's why blue is so expensive as a mm. color. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like you, that, that's how they create colors. They grind beetles or whatever, whatever color it is. That's the color it comes out with. Oh, I, okay. Back to what I was like saying. Like I know we're going in tangent here. It was the Yanni or Laurel like auditory illusion. It, mm-hmm. it became popular back in 2018, mm-hmm. two years back. And because some someone was saying, oh, if you listen, if you can hear lower frequency, it's gonna say this. And most people are here. Um, the the file as a um in a higher frequency that's why they're saying it's laurel but it's like one is saying it's La- yanni and one is like saying it's laurel you know uh, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. dang i can't believe you don't know that tim it was like it was like international really? you know it was crazy <laughs> dang yo you've been living in iraq for two years <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what part of biomimicry is that <laughs> No. We're gonna need to study Tim and <laughs> see what what we, what can we get from it. Yeah, what can we mimic? His his fashion style is pretty good. So is is, is that is that like a behavior? You need to mimic the wallet, the wallet mimicry, the wallet mimicry, <laughs> the credit uh, cards. <laughs> so so what else? What else? What else? What other kinds of mimicry is there? Biomimicry. Well, there's um, a special type of mold that has actually, um, so scientists put mold on a, um, I guess, map and put it, I think it was in like the, the, the structure of New York City or some major city. And they, they, they let it grow naturally on, on the structure. And they wanted to see how that mold would, so they would put it on like three or four different spots of the of the of the map and they would they wanted to see how that mold would would grow towards um each other um i think it was either it was either like different parts or it was uh, like a food for the mold and so the mold is going to grow towards the food and they wanted to see how it was going to get there and so they would put small little like spots in between um where there's like a natural barrier like a mountain or something and so they they looked to see how that mold would grow. And believe it or not, a lot of the pathing that the mold chose to grow was actually the exact same pathing as that map. So that map, um, the the actual rows, the actual choices of like where we decided to put those roads and the the growth pattern of this mold were like oh, identical. Awesome. So that's more of like on so the, the ecosystem level. Like building on the ecosystem of some some other animal or organism, and the environment, like you know, it, the environment basically designed that structure. It's whatever that mold yeah. is growing in, and it found like yeah. the yeah. you know the most efficient way to build the structure, right? Exactly, exactly. And and then they copied that experiment and continued it with almost every like major city in the world. They went to Tokyo, they went to all of these other ones and the mold, same exact story. The way that they were, that the city was structured in Tokyo, the way that the, the, the major road groups and the major roads and, and all of the main structures were built were very, very similar to that of the mold, which is pretty cool. I think that's actually very interesting. The way that mold is already kind of, and they have- I mean, this isn't. This is the most simplified creature. Like, 
literally mold can like teach us something about the way that our own like i guess um cities and like mark like planning for for major cities and things are all developed yeah it's crazy and they you sure it's not fungi maybe it's fun maybe it's fungus because not, molds are like more maybe, maybe not mold maybe not mold but fungus fungus is more like uh organism <laughs> maybe maybe it was that so anyway like but basically same yeah. concept and it's it's very interesting to me anyway like um so i was thinking like right now like not a lot of these like biomimicry are not really like new concepts if you think about it since the dawn of time people wanted to fly right people wanted mm -hmm. to go underwater like the first submarine i'm pretty sure a fish like you know like human be just being human being Airplanes. curious wanting to fly airplanes they look at the birds how they did it you know the right brothers you know mm -hmm. and then they went deeper you know that's yeah they just go deeper and they were like the pioneers for this and you know like it's not till recent that biomimicry was really coined as a design like um field you know but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but a lot of like uh, airplanes also right now are using birds' wingspan as like their um, as an example to like to either reduce their 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 drag coefficient or how mm -hmm. to make a bigger plane fly, um, you know, get into air like those like big Boeing seven four sevens, you know. But I know Airbus. Yeah. I, I know Airbus does um, does biomimicry for some of their planes and they actually named it and after like the bird that they kind of like design it after airbus is <laughs> essentially boeing like they're it's the boeing, poor man's like, it's the poor man's it's boeing. not poor man's it's more like they, <laughs> <laughs> they're not poor trust me they're they're they have a billion dollar like <laughs> yeah, yeah they're far from poor <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's it's the non-American like version is well, because we have Boeing here in America. They're under right. a lot of heat though. <laughs> yeah, Boeing. they have like a mechanical yeah, failure, no. but yeah. yeah, they are a billion yeah. dollar company. Like Airbus, biomimicry. Airbus is a bad. billion dollar company also, but yeah, they all they big companies are using it. You know, like as a designer like us, like yeah, for, for advertising, we might not actually like need to, <laughs> you know, do it on a daily but if you're in a product design i think you would mm -hmm. in a way um just to see like how how things could get more efficient themselves right. like how the process is like i remember like mcdonald's they did like a little like process in a tennis court just to make sure like things go smoothly from cooking to delivery you know mm -hmm. and that's that's literally a uh, product design for for mcdonald's like kitchen and mm. serving i think the reason for biomimicry becoming popular so recently is not because we wanted to just like take the idea of wings from birds and then put them on these things that we call planes it's that like it's not just that birds can fly it's that birds fly so effortlessly they're able to do it so well that they can mm -hmm. do it their entire lives and it's 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 so it's so not a, a an issue for them, but it's such a big feat for us to do, and that's really the I think magic of the biomimicry um, world is that 
is that it's it's not and it's not just the it's not just wings right it's not it's the reason why it's so effortless for a lot of these animals is because they have all of these little secret things that are playing in the background you know the the, the way the feathers the way the feather looks might be um the the micro fabrics of the the hairs on the feather might be the difference between getting enough lift for this bird so that it's not that it's nearly effortless to go and fly and it's it's that kind of stuff it's those small details that really um bring out the engineering side of of nature and that it's like very incredible to think about you know what i mean yeah 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 and you you also have to pos uh possess the knowledge to use something from nature right designing something from nature you can't just like oh i need to do something right now design something i'm just gonna look outside real quick no you not like that <laughs> yeah. you have to have to know right the how to so i want to say like it's almost like okay you had as a designer you're you're also so solving a problem right and you always right. like people think it's like oh it's like 90 percent you know whatever you got from nature the design but no not really you you're only taking parts mm -hmm. of that the nature or whatever you're taking it from mimicking mm -hmm. and then you're applying your own principles or whatever you're trying to problem solve not right it's, it's like it's like give or take you know like you can only take so much like there's only so much there you can mimic without you putting yeah. your input into it so. right because it's always there's the goal of a like uh, finishing off that that kingfisher um idea with the with the the duck build um metro of japan the reason why that works um from my research is because the kingfisher wanted to be extremely quiet when it would dunk down into the water and catch the fish otherwise if it had made enough noise that wind noise had been loud enough then the fish would have gotten away and so just through evolution kingfishers became really good at being quiet when getting a fish out of the water mm -hmm. and that's just i mean that's it's just incredible um, like you, like you were saying, you could take something like that, but you don't need to take its feet. You don't need to like make the, the, the texture of, of the train, like the, the feet of this bird, right? Because it doesn't add to anything. It's not actually solving any more goals or problems at that point. It's just unneeded. Um, they're solving different problems. So it's, it's like you said, it's recognizing what facets and features of an animal can can help solve right. a problem but what also can't solve or yeah, help you're not gonna go out there and kill a seal and make it into like a like a swimming suit you know even though it glides <laughs> in the water you're not gonna physically and like you know, kill a <laughs> yeah. bunch of seals but you are gonna find a material similar to a seal um and mm -hmm. you know it got a lot of flack in the olympics or whatever but it is efficient you swim faster with that suit on and especially if you're michael phelps you're <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of medals i don't know then you swim then you swim in ultra fast in it and his body's like biomimicking like a fish or something like that yeah, more or like or a something otter. like that he has like this his body's yeah. really long or something like that his torso like goodness his his legs are just giant fins he's got fins so this is an exciting emergement and discipline which explores how nature works. And with that, we'll see you on the next one. This episode is edited and produced by Ernest Chua. 
and brought to you by the Alpine Black team. This podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com. And we'll see you on the next one.